0: Hi, I'm Chrissy. Hi guys, I'm Marie. Welcome to We Call Bullshit. I am just your accessory. Marie. Yeah. What are we
1: calling bullshit on today? Call bullshit on yourself. And we believe that life is way too short for shallow conversation and mediocre sex.
0: Yeah, we do. (laughs) So Chrissy, what are we calling bullshit on today? We are calling bullshit on the success of a relationship being how long that relationship is. So. Like longevity of a relationship doesn't automatically mean success. Right. And so if we were to talk
1: about this, we haven't talked about this topic in a really long time, but I remember one of me and Chrissy's first like Mm -hmm. genuine deep conversations, we realized that our viewpoint of success in relationships kind of aligned. Shocker, everybody is like, me and Chrissy, thank God, have enough viewpoints that are similar, but enough that are also different where Mm -hmm. we can actually have kind of deep, thorough conversations with, and good disagreements without us being like, oh, because you open up my perspective a lot on some of these topics. And I know that my viewpoint is different, but so we're able to talk about this. So uh-huh. what we want to talk about today is what we called, you know, you guys can tell from the title of this, <laughs> is rent, lease, buy. And looking at relationships kind of like cars. Or a <laughs> like, house. Or a house. OK, so this is going to be a bold statement, and I don't necessarily believe this. And this is coming from a divorced mom kind of perspective. So easy. Don't like and like hate on me right away is like marriage is like the most fucked up thing. <laughs> I and it's if you were the, going there, uh, because it is like the most fucked up thing between church and state. Right, It, it and, is.
0: It is. That I agree with.
1: And so I am not shitting on religion. Like, I don't mean, like, people who, like, I don't mean it like that. But if you really think about it, like, if you really think about marriage, it is the most fucked up relationship between church and state. So you're taking matrimony, which is a very religious thing. A sacred thing, yeah. Sacred, bringing two people together, and then being like, how do we combine this with the government legally and bind these two together? So when they have to separate, it's fucking messy. (laughs) Like it is just, it's like really messed up if you think about marriage in two separate ways. Like originally you get married to someone because of religion, right? It was a thing that the Bible and all different versions of religion connected to people spiritually that said that they made a choice to be each other's one and only for the rest of their life. To the day they die, it's like that is their person. And so why don't we just like legally just really get them good? (laughs) Like, like if if you have to not only just be like connected mind, body and soul, no matter what that person does to you, you got to stay with them. They could literally do whatever they want. And apparently cheat, steal. It doesn't matter. Right. If you have to stay with that person and then legally, let's combine all of their finances, all of their shit to say like, you have to pay a lawyer
0: $50,000 for you guys to not be in a relationship anymore. Like, it's, it's a bl- yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a business. It's, it's a business. It's a business like anything else. And I hate saying that when marriage is such a beautiful union, and we're not taking away from that. Obviously, we're both divorced, but, you no, know. No, we're just being facetious kind of in this we, way. We are, and we're not. I mean, if you really take it at face value, it is a bus- you're entering into a business agreement. Yeah. No matter how you look at it, it's a business agreement. And so to go into a business agreement with a lifelong commitment takes a lot of balls. That's a And when I look back at my choices now, sure, there's beautiful things about being married. But there's also, like you said, that other part of it. Where now I'm at the point in my life where do I want a partner? Yes. Do I want something that's compatible and, you know, makes me a better person? And yes, I do. Do I ever want to get married again? Probably not. And I I will never say never, but... I just feel like I can live a very fulfilled relationship, live with somebody, even be engaged, not actually enter into the business contract. Right.
1: And I enter think
0: the real, marriage contract. the real marriage contract part of it. And th- that's just my viewpoint on it now.
1: Yeah. Cause I think, I do think now kind of like, would I get married again? Again, I don't know, but would I want to be like fully involved and completely unionized with someone again? Yes. Like, But I do think that marriage, because I'm legally bound to someone, I have a little bit more leeway that they can't leave. So I'm allowed to disrespect them a little bit more. I'm allowed to not appreciate them a little bit more. If I get into a union ship or whatever, or a connection with someone, I want to make the choice every single day and elect to be with that person. And that doesn't need a legal agreement. To make that happen. And actually, I would prefer maybe to choose every day to be with that partner without being legally bound. And now, obviously, like I have kids, me and my ex husband had children together, and I think it's very important to be legally bound to someone and marriage and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. So this conversation is bigger than just like, hey, would you ever get married again? And marriage is terrible. No, it's not. Marriage is absolutely amazing. And like, yes, I would, that's not what we're saying. But we're calling bullshit on is. Just because you're married doesn't mean it's successful. And I think we can view relationships a little bit differently and maybe them be a little bit more successful.
0: Right. And I think people will say, oh, they've been together for 15 years. So it's a successful relationship or marriage. Not necessarily. Like, I don't think that longevity has anything to do with the success of a partnership or relationship. You know, some people are in relationships for eight, 10 years. And they don't have, the, their needs are not being met. It's not a safe space for them. It's not a secure relationship for them. Who knows what goes on behind closed doors? And then they could be with somebody for six months, a year, 18 months. That gives them more in those 18 months than that other person did to eight, in eight to 10 years. So, or even longer. Or even longer. So I don't think that it's fair that we look at the longevity of a relationship as the only indicator of success of it.
1: Yeah. So it's almost like rent, lease, by reason, seasons, or a lifetime, like kind of kind of together. marry together. Get it? Do you see what
0: I mean? They married together.
1: <laughs> They're in a union. <laughs> I love when... I don't know why I'm the only one that laughs at my jokes sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, Chris. I got, this got this it. This whole
1: thing is like,
0: Listen. Laugh and at your own me. jokes,
1: okay? And fuck me, feed me, and call me pretty. I'm like, just laugh at my jokes. Please, Please just, just think laugh I'm at funny. My jokes. Please just
0: think I'm, I'm funny. funny. I need
1: like all the verbal affirmation. Really? I like
0: crack a joke, and I'm like, if you just smirk at me, like I just get, the worst like, really is when fulfilled. you crack a really good one in the middle of like a studio class, and yeah. nobody laughs, I know. and you're like, womp, womp. womp. <laughs> <laughs> my God, that's the worst. You're like. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm funny. just laugh at Please me. Please laugh at my jokes. Danny's like, shut up. You're not funny, Marie. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am. The I'm worst, funny. though, you have a class of 50 people and nobody laughs. But so I've like... learned this.
1: This is going to sound terrible. The, one of the reasons why I had to exit my longest relationship is because that I wasn't my funniest self when I was in my relationship. And I that was a thing. Maybe that was on that my con funny. list. No,
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, Kid- sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. I'm kidding. Kid- no, I think you're funny. I, do. I think You're very my, witty. There you're was witty. my
1: con list. I was like, Ken Marie not crack jokes when ex-husband or when husband is around?
0: <laughs> yeah. Which like, is, he was like, yeah oh, if my- you can't be yourself like that's just. I
1: know. And so that's why it was like funny to me that to think, you know, like I was explaining this to like someone that I'm talking to. And I literally I was like, you'll know if there's something wrong if I'm not funny. Like, if I'm not cracking jokes, like at least dancing dancing or being funny or like cute and like there's something wrong, like there's Mm -hmm. there. You better be like, what's wrong? And if I say
0: nothing, but I I haven't cracked
1: a joke, I just leave. (laughs) Just
0: run. Leave the room. Just leave the room. Just leave the room. So Um, our whole premise of this whole rent, lease, buy situation is that we believe that relationships should be able to be evaluated and reevaluated. Every year, every three years, like, yep. like What's you want a car. terms of evaluation? Yeah. What's yep. the terms of your lease? Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to put it in that business contract perspective, but that's what a marriage is. So why do we do that? Why don't we view it in this way? Yeah.
1: So let's talk about like, if you want to, like me, just a Jeep. Like I, okay, this is me buying a Jeep. <laughs> she wants a white Jeep. I want a white Jeep, like really bad. That's my dream car. That's so funny because I have like this white, huge Mercedes right now that I just would much rather You're have more a Jeep. Of a Jeep girl. Yeah, I'm a Jeep girl, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so I in my head know that I wanna buy the Jeep, but like I don't really know that. So I'm going to rent it first. I need to go on a test drive, which is kind of like dating. I wanna date my Jeep first. I wanna give it a ride. I wanna <laughs> take off its top. I wanna see how she does on the mountain. I wanna like I wanna <laughs> see how she does on the highway. I need to like What does she do through a car wash? Like, I need to learn her a little bit. It's a girl, definitely. Before I lease her. And then I want her... How does she do, like, when I go for a really long ride with her? How long does she last when you don't change the oil? Yeah, like, (laughs) can she put up with my doesn't get gas only until it's under empty? Like, I need to know how gritty she is. Like, how often do I need to change her tires? You know, is, is it hard to open her trunk? Like, uh, can I fit my three kids and two dogs in her? Mm-hmm. Can she handle it? Can she handle it? And like, <laughs> if she does all that, then maybe, maybe, maybe just buy maybe. buy that lease, though. I'll buy the lease. And so if we, if I don't get to experience the version or stages in buying that, then I'm not really sure if I want to buy it immediately.
0: And I, and I agree. And I think that, so for me personally, my experience is I really, I hit the three, four year mark and I really get. Everybody says it's the seven-year itch, like the seventh inning stretch. I don't think so. I think it's like three to four because I think at that three-year mark, you start to get a really good handle on, on that, which not ironically or ironically is basically the term of a lease and a car's three years, <laughs> yeah. right? So uh-huh. when you're viewing it at that point, because that, I think then like all the quirks are worked out, you're comfortable, you know what to expect, Like you've been through some rough patches. You know, you've hit some potholes, like mm-hmm. maybe you hydroplaned on the highway. Like oh, you've like experienced I, yeah, it, right? Yeah. Like you've had to change the tires at least once. You've needed to get a brake job. Like you've had to change the wheel multiple times. You know how expensive it is, like what it costs. You know your car at that point pretty much in and out after three years, right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. you've put a lot of miles on, you've taken a lot of rides, like you know. Yeah. And so I think it's important to reevaluate with your partner at that point, or maybe even before, maybe it's before, and talk about this is what's working in the terms of this lease and this is what's not working. Yeah. Like, can we come to a common ground? Like, can we get the numbers to match? Like, this is my number, what's your number? Can we get it to match? And then like, maybe we'll proceed with buying out the process. Or we don't, we just trade it in and we look for something else. Yeah, and I, I do
1: believe 100%, we, once we get past the rent point, you assume when you lease a car that you're buying it. And that doesn't necessarily need to be the case. Right and they the only reason why is because the evaluation stops at the least stage right you start to assume that you're in a you're in a good groove or an okay groove or a c- good enough groove <laughs> where you're just going to continue along when really we should almost always be in that reevaluation stage based off of who you are at the time I was just going to say so that. When you're renting a car, right, it's a short time. So your partner only gets a short window of time to see who you are at, um, let's call, use me as an example, at my 34-year-old rent time frame, I am right now coming out of divorce. I have young children. I have multiple jobs. I'm relearning myself. I am this stage, this person. Mm-hmm. Now, me, three years from now, is going to be a different person. And if I have the same partner that travels either alongside of me or, you know, like whatever, just alongside of me for that journey is do they want to still sign up for the version I am three years from now? Or do they want the version of me that I was? Are they only willing or am I willing to be wanting the Jeep when it's new and shiny and pretty? Or do I want like, the version of that Jeep that is kind of a little bit more rugged, has a little bit more mileage, needs a little bit more love and care. And I think the stages of relationships is what we're talking about when we talk about rent, lease, and buy, is like that stage of going through that process is really, really important. And not assuming that because you've been with someone for a specific amount of time, it doesn't mean that you need to buy the car. You are allowed to trade it in. You're allowed to evaluate, but that doesn't come with authentic communication. And I feel like all of, our, all of the things that we talk about, when you strip it all away, it always comes bound, come back to communication. communication.
0: And honesty, authenticity, transparency, integrity. Those are the things that matter and that can make or break relationships. And I, to Marie's point, it is fair for you. Like as much as Marie wants a Jeep right now, mm-hmm. it's okay for her to change her mind in three years. Yeah. It is okay for you to outgrow something that you deeply desired at one point in your life. There's nothing wrong with that. Because if you can't grow along the road together, right, and you can't come to an agreement for your lease to buy it out, then that's okay to walk away from it. I think we, we, we feel so terrible when we are like... I, Ending is failure. Ending is failure. And so we've talked about this in reasons. Endings are failures. Reason, seasons, and lifetimes. We've talked about this before, that we hold on too long sometimes because of what people will think. We feel bad. Societal norms. Societal norms. We feel guilt. We're comfortable. Financial reasons. You know, those are all reasons that we hold on longer than we should. And it's also because it's not, you know, people look at it as like, well, if there was no cheating or there was no this, then why end it? Like there always has to be this big reason why it ended. And I don't necessarily believe that. I think that you're just as a human being allowed to progress and change and grow and decide that that's not what you want anymore. And isn't it so beautiful when you
1: see couples that have lasted so long because they've navigated this beautiful journey together? It's that they've grown together where they choose each other every day, where they haven't built up resentment or hatred or all of those things that cause people to have respect for one another. And to grow together and say, we both are choosing each other every day. The couple at we, Berkeley
0: Heights, you know who I'm talking about. Two of our favorite people in oh, the world. Oh, I know. You know who we're talking about. Yes. They are truly have been through a lot. S- a lot. And they are
1: a wonderful couple. And it's beautiful because if I was to say like one word that represent couples that really have it together and really it's respect. One hundred percent. It's respect. For that other person, when they're at their worst and when they're at their best, and that whole idea is, you have respect for someone when you're renting them because you have to give it back, right? Mm-hmm. When you're renting your apartment, you're like I you can't screw this you up. You can't screw it up. You can't put holes you have in the to wall. Pay the price. Yep. You can't ruin the carpet because you're going to have to pay for it. And then when you start to lease, you start to kind of be like, eh, you know what? it's fine. I won't wash it as much. Oh, it's fine. And then like, when you buy it, and then when you buy it, you really kind of treat it like shit.
0: Yeah. Cause you own it because you own it
1: and you take, it take for it, ava- granted. You take it for granted. You take advantage of it. You kind of treat it a little bit differently. And like there's comfort in that, but I think like, can we hold the same respect, love, care for something that you're renting with something that you bought? And that, I think, is the sustainability of a great relationship Mm -hmm. is holding that respect in every single stage of your relationships, of your friendship is, you know, you're bringing out or we've talked about this all the time. It's like you bring out your best version of yourself in the beginning of a relationship. But like as you grow and you change, you have to make sure that you're bringing your best self to every single version. Mm-hmm. And the person who chooses you will see all versions of you. And if they respect you and you respect them back, that is when the buy really, really works. And that's special. And I do think it's hard to come by and I'm kind of jealous. You know, I'm a little I'm a little jealous of that, which is fine. I hope I find a person <laughs> one day that like feels the same way about me that I feel about them. And that like I want to buy because I prefer to have that. I'm okay with now I'm okay because I've had it, right? A lot of people may be disagreeing with us because they've never had marriage. They've never had the buy. So it's hard to say like, oh, well, everyone wants to get married or everyone wants to experience that. And the idea of getting married or the idea of the buy is that you want it forever. And that is the case, right? We're People who get married want it forever. That is the intention. No one gets married with the intent to get divorced. right right? Maybe some people do. but <laughs> right actually I take that back. Maybe some people do, but I certainly did not and uh, and I did I, I rent and at least and I bought and maybe that engagement stage, right where you're actively saying that I want to be with this person forever but don't necessarily have a legal agreement is beautiful too, right? choosing that person, having like, you know, everyone's like, I just want the ring, promise, you know, uh, there is a physical like thing that says like, I am yours and you are mine, but in the best way, like that's special. I would much rather say that maybe I want to be engaged to a person for the rest of my life and not necessarily married. Um, cause I want to wear that ring or that necklace for all I care. I don't know, probably not a necklace cause I wear too many necklaces but something (laughs) a sign a significance to say that you are connected to someone like that's such a good feeling and you know i I don't know
0: i like i like that and i i would want it again i like yeah i like the options of the rently spy situation and i like the growth that comes along with it because of the communication it requires because it's saying i like this i don't like this what can we do better what are we doing really well that conversation doesn't happen often enough in relationships, in my opinion, where sometimes it is just communicating what you need, listening to what your partner needs, being okay with them telling you what you are not doing and not getting defensive about it, and just being open to that because they're allowed to feel how they want to feel. They're allowed to say you know, that they don't feel loved or cared for, even though you feel like you're doing a great job. Maybe you're not doing it in the way that they need you to do it. And so when you have that open communication, that is the foundation of a healthy relationship that can go through the stages of rent, lease, buy because you're reevaluating, right? Most often relationships don't end because of love. There's typically love still present in relationships when they end. It's because of all the other things.
1: Yeah, and maybe that should be something that we like really call out for each other to say like, what do you do on your one year anniversary is a deep respect and a deep evaluation, right? right? Like how do you celebrate your anniversary? You have a sit down. You go and you spend time and you write to each other, or there's so much more than just going out to dinner and being like, happy anniversary, here's flowers. <laughs> no, like, let's- Let's plan and let's talk about like, our future. Go, go away and, like, spend time and evaluate and talk and be comfortable on that day to say, today we choose, on our anniversary, what we do is we evaluate each other. Evaluate us separately and of us together. And to say, this is beautiful or this isn't working for me. This is working for me. And that's how you celebrate love. Because I don't want to go to another relationship ever again where I just love the person because I loved, but I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Like, I would rather like you every single day and love you beneath the surface. But that I feel like love is foundation and like is apparent every day, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to like you every day. I want to be around you every day. Yeah, I want to choose that. And it doesn't, like, I don't have to like you every day because love is the foundation, right? There are going to be things that I don't necessarily like every single day about you. But it's like, how can we celebrate relationships in a less operational way? Like, what do we do on our anniversary? We go to dinner.
0: Right. No, like, what do you do on your anniversary is you reevaluate. You evaluate. Yeah, and I think some relationships get caught up in, like, The next step is for us to just get engaged. The next step is for us to get married. The next step is for us to buy a house. The next step is for us to have a baby. So, like, it just becomes this habitual thing because society tells you that's what's supposed to happen next. When, like, maybe that's not what's supposed to happen next in your relationship.
1: Yeah. Maybe what's next is that you go move to Europe together. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's that you never get married and that you choose to have a baby together and you like are engaged and you have a, some type of legal or parental agreement, I don't know, but you got to find out what works for you. And if you're not a buyer, then don't buy, right? Don't buy, don't feel pressured to buy if that's not your style, right? But then if you're constantly renting, but you really want to buy, like let's evaluate why you're choosing to rent, 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 rent. Is it because you're, you know, you're dating people or you're renting or you're driving a car that's not really aligned with your values and your hobbies. So, like, society states the American dream is you find a mate, you marry them, you have babies, you work to the day that you die.
0: And you live happily ever and after. And you live
1: happily ever after, <laughs> after. Like, no, but we call bullshit. Yeah, we call
0: bullshit on, on that happily ever after. Maybe it's different.
1: Maybe you're different. And maybe a version of you wants to rent a little longer before you figure out a lease. And I don't know, everything is so individualized now. We have so many options that people don't feel like they can tap into. And no, you don't have to get married. No, you don't have to have kids. No, you don't have to do anything. What you have to do is figure out what you want. Yep. And you have to communicate that and you have to find someone if you choose or not That aligns to what they want as well, because wants, needs, all of those things, if not communicated properly, are not going to get, you know, checked off your little list that you have in your head.
0: And the foundation's so important. Once you know what you want, you need to be bold enough to go after it. And you also need to have enough self-respect to stick to your boundaries. You're allowed to have high expectations. You're allowed to ask for all the things that you provide yourself. That's not unfair. So... I think um, I think we
1: I really this one helped me a lot. I good. really liked. This so one glad our for, therapy
0: session today was wonderful for you. <laughs> yeah, it was a good
1: one for me because it like you know I, I I'm a divorced woman like you know and sometimes you feel bad about that. Sometimes I feel yeah. a little scarlet letterish. You know, I sometimes I'm like yeah, I put my you feel like you're on the put clearance me on the, rack.
0: Put me on the clearance <laughs> rack.
1: <laughs> I knew sometimes I feel on the clearance rack, but like I'm not. I'm not. I'm but allowed. Not. I'm i al- I'm okay. Uh, It's okay that I, you know, am a divorced mom of three. It's okay. It is okay. Even though some people say I'd rather be a divorced mom of three than a miserable wife. All right, so we hope that you got something out of this episode on We Call Bullshit. You can find us on Instagram, we underscore call underscore bull. just B-U-L-L-S-H. Or if you have some feedback, you would like to be a sponsor, on our podcast, you can email us at marieandchrissy at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to you guys. Bye. Bye.